Episode 519, Brain Candy Podcast. Susie Meister here with you oh, right Sarah now. Sarah Rice over here. Hello. <laughs> How are you, my darling? Oh, doing very well. Right before we started recording, we were talking about Lincoln's upcoming birthday, yes. which is going to be super fun, hopefully. I mean, T- Tell them about the food truck. Oh, yeah. We got chicken waffles on the go. Um, (laughs) He wanted pizza, and I'm like, this is better. Anyway, shut up. (laughs) I love that. It's like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it does feel like this summer is going to hopefully be a fun time for people because, um, you know, more freedom, more safety, and emerging from the nightmare. I hope anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, but okay. First order of business. I do love all the things that are like hot girl summer. Uh, uh-uh, this is going to be like <laughs> granny summer. And this is like, like, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Cause we all, do you, are you having that feeling of like weirdness about coming out of into the world? Uh, it's more like, I don't, I do, but I don't, I can't put my finger on what it is, you know? One thing like, I noticed. Like, it's hard to <clears throat> We were going out to dinner out. last night, and I was, put, I put on the outfit that I would normally have gone to dinner in, oh, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is too much. Like, it feels uh-huh. over that, the oops, top. Oh what just happened? Yeah, that, because I, 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 I just hit something with my knee, because I'm, like, trying to put my foot <laughs> on, like, to, like, make something, like, a, a, a foot stool out of the drawer of my cabinet which is not a good idea you never know what's gonna happen around here no you don't because i'm too fidgety um yes but continue yeah like i just felt overdone but i was just wearing jeans but with heels and it felt like Mm. Mm -hmm. over the top but that's just because we're used to ultra cash especially footwear yeah. Um, no, you don't. And don't heels. you feel like your heel, like your feet, don't know how to walk in heels anymore? Yeah, it, everything felt oh all my wrong. God. I had to change. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, do it. I don't know how to use these. <laughs> well, because yeah. it, I don't know. The pandemic kind of exposed a lot of like things we do for, like, just right. To make I life felt like that about about earrings for a long time. Yes, exactly. And then I went in the other direction because I got some. Oh gosh, it was a wonderful new set of necklaces that I'm like dying for. I've been wanting a, like a chain necklace for forever, and I got one, and it's like really changed my mood. <laughs> Just the necklace for real. Wow. Like I, I sent a picture to a friend, and they were like, "Oh wow, you look dressed up." And I was like, uh, this is literally my pajamas with a gold chain, like a necklace wow. on. Wow, okay. Because it so makes it you just like, it, like, yeah. So like originally I was thinking about that. Like heels, that would be over the top. I wouldn't, I, like, yeah. I couldn't. But I, like the little, uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, why do we even wear earrings? What's the point? This is so stupid. Yeah. Like I'm going to put these on and then what? Like, you know, I think because <laughs> I like, like, and also you're wearing, I'm wearing headphones a lot. And like, it just felt yes. like weird. So I totally get that with like the. This is we we haven't done this for so long, and now mm. we're just gonna do it again. Like, what? I need to know why. I, I need everything needs to be like purposeful. I know it's a strange thing, and I don't know whether that's a good thing or I don't know. It's just odd. We're all it's in definitely odd different. Yeah. yeah, but okay. First order of business is my uh, documentary roundup for today. Yes, includes I love it. 
on HBO Max. A brainiac recommended it to me. It's called Lucy the Human Chimp. Oh, okay. <laughs> and okay, so I thought I knew nothing about it. I just thought, okay, well, this is probably about, you know, like how they can communicate with sign language and stuff like that and whatever. But this was not that. This was a documentary about this um, scientist and his wife who basically, I mean, stole a baby chimp from her mom and took her home and decided to raise her as a human. And Well, gross. Right. Like, just so ill-conceived or like just so ill-advised and offensive that they would do that. But he was one of these, he's a scholar. And sometimes, man, you get so fixated on your research goals that you forget like, you know, morals and stuff. And and this was, let's see, must've been the sixties, maybe seventies. Yeah, and, and that's so, what they were doing all that animal behavior stuff at that time. Yeah. It was I mean, like, they certainly mm-hmm. weren't the only people doing this. Right. But there was, you know, questions about nature and nurture and like yeah. could a chimp sort of be raised in a way that would make them not wild, like domesticated in some way. Okay. So they're raising this chimp as a human and they referred to her as their daughter even. And mm-hmm. like Everything was pretty good until... uh, (laughs) Which is usually the case with wild animals. (laughs) Right. Until dot, dot, dot. Tale as old as time. They, you know, this chimp Lucy reached sexual maturity and then, you know, things go haywire. Oh, my God. And they start to become, you know, wild. And... In the meantime, they had hired this woman from the university to sort of like clean out the cage and, you know handle the care to a certain extent and she grew attached to lucy and then one day the couple decided they couldn't do this anymore that lucy was a liability she bit somebody and she was just like out of control (laughs) right and so they were like we can't find a home for her so we're taking her to africa to this program where they try to take chimps and get them back and get them into the wild. Yeah. And so the assistant went with them. All three of them went to Africa and the couple stayed for two weeks. And then the assistant was going to stay for one additional week to sort of transition. But like Lucy has only ever lived in this house with humans. And so she didn't see herself as a chimp. Right. She feels like she's being abandoned by her tribe or by whatever that troop. Her family, I guess. And so... Anyway, the the assistant can't leave her and ends up staying for... Like, when she says can't, that's... See, these are the things where I'm like, what do you mean can't? The monkey wasn't holding a goddamn gun to your head. She felt like it was cruel, that it was cruel to leave... Well, I don't think that was the stage where cruelty began. Well, especially because it wasn't even her mistake to begin with. Right. She, but, and they clearly dumped it all on her. Like, talk about avoidance of responsibility. Yeah. The people. Like, they're terrible. They were like, peace out. And they're the ones that called it her their right. daughter. I mean. Okay. So the assistant stays. And I don't want to, like, spoil it. But oh God, let's just say know. the assistant is still there. <laughs> what? <laughs> like... This woman is now an old woman. 
and she is never Lucy came still around. Lucy has passed away. Well, maybe this lady was just looking for an out. Well, that is what I want a second documentary about is like, what is her, her story? What was she avoiding? Why did she not come home? Guaranteed getting out of a, uh, uh, there's somebody, there's like a, 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 a relationship that was abusive in some way. Yeah, something was Whether right. emotionally, physically, or something, because the fact that she created such a close bond with somebody who can't reject her. Yeah. And then feel and then stays. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And yep, she yep. ends up she so for the most of the film she's living on this island with no other humans and with just chimps. And what? I Oh, this come on. I don't yeah. know how to even explain to you the experience though that I had after I actually had a an emotional <laughs> breakdown. Well, this doesn't happen often. Isn't this a role reversal for us? I don't know what it was, but it just connected to me as a parent Uh because she was acting like a mother to this chimp. And that's sort of the dynamic that you get stuck with. And I can't explain it. What was it that really... I just felt like... Can you identify like... A scene that really made you feel, or like something that she was doing that really—it was the tone. What was the it motherly? Was the, she was acting the way you would act towards your child if you wanted. You just wanted your child to be healthy and happy, and like, yeah, you knew that what's they needed you, but you you had to like kind of abandon them in order for them to Ooh. thrive. Yeah, that thing. So where basically, you have to like, every single what every single mom has to go through in yeah. In their- Children like the thing where you up. have to like push your kid out of the nest kind of. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just, it just made me realize like how fast your kid grows up wow. and how it's over so fast and like whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it was just insane. The film is insane because of what happened and how she lived on this island with chimps. And then wow. the way it makes you reflect about your life, I think is powerful. So interesting. I hope you guys Good watch one. it and give me a report of what you guys think. Um, and then also you need new sheets and they got to be Brooklyn. Yes. Yes, definitely. I mean, like that's just the facts. I know or what you guys towels. are sleeping on. on. Yeah. Get some towels, freshen up for spring and summer, summer, make your home lovely and clean and luxurious, but don't pay a fortune. That's what Brooklinen yes. does for you. They have high quality luxury bedding and towels and such, comfy loungewear. You're never going to want to take it off. And then comes with a 365 day warranty and just rave reviews. Beautiful colors. Yeah. They wash really well and get soft. So stock up on all things summer comfort and shop the Memorial Day sale now. And if you're listening to this podcast after the air date, don't worry. You can still go to brooklinen.com and use the code BRAINCANDY for $20 off your first order of $100 plus free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code BRAINCANDY for $20 off your first order of $100 plus free shipping. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. And you know, I got to, this, this, uh, we have not mentioned in a while, but I think is probably my favorite feature 
if you'd like to save yourself some time on knowing which is the long end and which is the short end on your sheets, yeah. just buy some Brooklinen sheets because there's a tag that tells you. And that those that that time alone, <laughs> oh, right, like it adds up. Well, because that so. is so annoying. So annoying. And have you ever done it in the right Never. direction? I haven't. Never. Not until I got the Brooklyn sheet. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, watch Lucy the Human Chimp. Cry your eyes out yes. if you're, you know, touched by yeah. it. Yeah. Um, moving on. Now, you know how I was telling you about Pose last last episode? Yes. I know you're really going to love it because the part about, like, being a mom. Yeah. Is the part that really like tugged at my heartstrings, and I think you'll connect to that. You'll be like, "Oh my god!" It yeah, because I like to kind of joke or posture that like I'm all tough and like <laughs> no, not sensitive, but it's because I'm hyper sensitive, yes. and yes. like it's too much for me the <laughs> the enormity of being mm-hmm. this child's whatever. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't even talk about it. Okay. Gosh, you sound like my mom. It's really funny. It's she's too like that. Much. When I was born, she's like, I can't, I can't hold her. I can't, I can't. You yeah. have to take her. She's too much emotion. I'm feeling too happy. It's too, too amazing. They're so funny. I almost feel like that's why I didn't end up having more kids because it like, was just this like. This is how much I love the one. Yeah, like I can't do it. <laughs> I can't handle yeah. it. Okay. Oh, that's cute. I did read a fun little New Yorker piece about liminal spaces which are the spaces like that lead you somewhere else like a hallway or oh, you know i'm a big elevator. fan of these tell me why i knew you were gonna uh, my say last apartment like did not have this and oh. i felt different oh. i told ren oh, what i really want is a house with an, a hallway i couldn't have and it it created a, a transition space wow you're very it's, self-aware to even know that you wanted that yeah, I knew that that was something that I that I missed. Well, apparently like a lot room. of people have this feeling, and there's all <sighs> these Reddit groups where people post pictures. I fucking pictures. love this. Yeah, I think you'd be into it, Suze. Who knew that you were gonna like 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 totally define like a concept in my mind that has been there for a while? <laughs> yeah, because these people, um, for example, in the Reddit groups, will post, for example, a picture of. Like the hallway outside of a hotel pool that you have to go mm. in in order to get to like the locker room and that mm-hmm. distinct feeling of like being dripping wet and then trying to find the locker room. It's mm-hmm. such a like specific experience. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I just, it really, it, I love this. Yeah. And people are comforted by them because I mm-hmm. guess they're um, a keystone of the human experience, really. I think it's the transitions. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that is it. I think we really crave something that sep- like tells us this is the beginning of something, and this it, like it, it. You know what that does? Oh, oh my god, I'm getting so many ideas. It bookends things. Mm. So it 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 helps close like, something, like, close, and open yeah. something else, and like the memory of it too. I think it probably helps with that. Ooh. I guess that's my feeling. People enjoy things like parking garages or um, even like a gas station or, you know, those dead malls. Yeah. People love looking at pictures of, I love dead malls where it's just like a ghost town. Yeah. Um, Or like a shuttered Kmart or something like that. Anyway, this guy, he's a curator of the Liminality Project and he kind of celebrates these spaces and he says that it, 
it, uh, it, it serves our desire to examine the overlooked textures of everyday life. And he says, we let ourselves become submerged in the swim of liminal space, like in this project. Wow. And I mean, I just can't believe that we all know what it is and mm-hmm. that there are enough people that are like so into it that there's all these groups. This is like ASMR, how we didn't know what it was until it was a thing. And now we're like, I totally know what that thing is. I love that. Who knows what else we're going to discover? And he says that they often tap into a long buried memory of something. Um, Interesting. Because they're at once like familiar, but also um, individual. Like each hallway of a hotel is different, but they are all kind of the same. And in a weird, they're kind of in a way solitary moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Solitary moments after maybe times of togetherness. Well, and they're usually nondescript, which I think mm. is, you know, you don't have a lot of stuff trying to get your attention. Yeah. Yeah. It's like blank space. Which is why it helps with those transitions. Yeah. Because it's like a palette A cleanser. reset. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I love this. I love <laughs> there you go. like breaking down something that like we, you're right. We totally know about this, but we totally have not talked about it. Yeah. It's just something that exists. Where did you find this information? That was in the New Yorker. Nice. It was a celebration of liminal spaces or something like that. Liminal. Yeah. How have I never heard that word? <laughs> Me neither. And I'm like really into design shit. Now you're going to You feel like it would be like with right with foyer, you know. <laughs> well, I'll send you the article you can see. Yeah. Okay. There was an article in Vogue that was about mm. like how to make your house more, I don't know, healing or comforting oh, or well, I love just that. serve you better. They were referring to Carl John- Carl Jung's sort of idea that your home is more than just shelter, it's like a reflection of your identity and so this was talking about some ideas that you could do to make it more inviting so my god yes yes give me everything here you go so the first one who doesn't want that yeah one thing was about lighting so like sometimes people think like more sunlight is better but there is a limit that if there's too much it can be um disorienting so you want like bulbs that are the wattage you like, but also the Kelvins, which are printed on the box, and it's the measure of color temperature. And she says that a bulb with 2,700 Kelvins will create a cozy, like inviting ambiance. Yes. Like kitchen, living room, bedrooms. And then like 5,000 Kelvins is more like daylight. So you want it in a yes. room that you want to have a more energy. And this actually recommended carpeting. You know how carpeting's disgusting? Huh, yeah, I'm and not like, a fan. Yeah, it's like full of germs and BM or whatever. Oh, but <laughs> I didn't know that. Why do we have to go well, there? We, like if you wear shoes, right. yeah, this you're is so thing right. everyone criticizes me because I wear shoes in the house. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I don't love carpeting because then I know for right. sure it's super nice. Oh, <laughs> it's like double whammy. Not cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they say that it is, it's a restorative thing, that carpeting does huh. uh, reduce your stress. Who knew? Pa- uh, yeah. Now, what about a, a, a large collection of throw rugs? On the floor? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm working with. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
you you have oh I I don't know why I have I, throw rugs. <laughs> this isn't a crazy thing. A lot of people these are literally what they're made for. I don't know if I had Brooklyn in my head, but I was picturing towels. Oh my god! I was we, like, oh, you know what's unusual. really funny, Suze? That is like kind of weird and psychic that you said that why? because. There is, you know, because my poor little baby Bo has been oh. having some kidney f- issues. Yeah. So in a, a effort to anticipate any possible accidents, oh. in the one place that she did have an accident when she did have a bladder infection, um, uh, my poor little baby, uh, which is since healed up, don't worry about her, uh, I put down a, a bath mat. Okay, see that as like a throw rug bath mat. So if you were to look at my house, it'd be like, why do you have that towel on the floor? Right. That is so weird, Sarah. That is really weird that you were like, say, like that's that's spooky. (laughs) That is spooky. Wait, yeah, Susie, psychic Susie. I'll tell you what's not spooky, and that's how great your hair looks these (gasps) days. I love it. Oh my god! I almost like really lost my breath right there. Apparently, Sarah I'm, changed her function of beauty recipe, and like the whole internet broke. Yeah, like, see, so people ask me all the time. They're like, "What is the trick?" Yeah. The trick is finding the perfect balance of moisture and protein for your hair, mm. and the way to do that is with custom hair treatments. My hair needs something different. Then what your hair needs. Right. So when people are like, what, what do you use? What do you use? Well, I want you to use something that's exactly what you need. And this is how you do it. Yes. Function and Beauty lets you cut, fully customize your hair care. Whatever needs you have, that's the recipe formula that they will send to you. You just take a quiz and tell them what you want. It's sulfate-free, paraben-free. Um, the fragrances are amazing. I had an, I think it was apricot. Yeah, what'd you get? I think Ooh, mine was yum. apricot. And I was just like this. It's almost like the liminal spaces thing. It reminded me of something from my childhood. I had a jewelry box oh, that smelled that. like that. Oh, it, And it, it does comfort you. But yeah. they have like peach. They have pear, lavender, eucalyptus, yeah, whatever. You, oh, is that what you have? Yes, I love it. Relaxing. That is a good choice. But anyway, you can get it unscented if you prefer that as well. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash brain candy to take your quiz. Save 20% on your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. That's functionofbeauty.com slash brain candy. Let them know you heard about it here and get 20% yes. off your order. Functionofbeauty.com slash brain candy. That reminds me, we did that uh, poll where I asked people whether they used a washcloth. Yeah. Or not. I still think it sort of just depends on whether they are using a bar or a body wash. Because um, huh. a lot of people that use body wash are like, well, of course, you need a loofah or something. Like, But people that use a bar are sort of like, it doesn't make that big of a difference. Huh. Yeah. We'll need to follow up poll. I, well, I did. I did. And the oh. percentages match, but it's hard to like get wow. new ones. Okay. From, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, anyway, 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 anyway. Um, okay. Oh my gosh. One more I thing. I love that you're trying to get like act like really detailed, like scientific result. Yeah. You're like, well, you know, we didn't, have, we can't the really. The data have, is inconclusive. There isn't validity. What is it called? Uh, uh, in something validity. Mm. I will tell you this though. I am convinced the entire population of Canada. Oh my God! <laughs> Sent messages about 
the Hudson yes. Bay. Yes, that was so funny. And it's almost like they have a script that they gave out to everyone in Canada that is about the importance of the Hudson Bay Company and that it is, quote, so much more than just a department store. They all said the same thing. They all said it's so much more than just a department store. It involved the fur trade or something and indigenous people and uh, colonists. I'm like, I believe you. I'm so sorry. We didn't know. We had no idea that it was... We learned a lot. I got the same messages. I mean, what do you think it is about our show, though, that appeals to Canadians? (laughs) They love us, Sarah. They do. They love us. Is it our love for them? It might be because we do love them. And maybe because we're like, I don't know. I have no clue, but I'm like super for it. I, I am too. They're like super nice and everything, but they are... Uh, very amused at how stupid we were about the. Hudson That's Bay. probably it. We probably we probably just like make them laugh <laughs> with our like our our desire to like somehow be in the Canadian in with the Canadian culture and our complete lack in, of awareness and, and knowledge of all of that. Well, yeah, because it really was just a moment where I mistook your you saying Hudson Bay for Hudson River, but like they were just sort of like, how could you get the mix oh, up? Oh, see, and I thought they were saying it to me of like, Sarah, you really thought that was the Jamaican flag? You're oh, that an was idiot. Funny, though. Like, oh, But Sarah. listen, I just okay. thought she was talking about uh, bath towels when she was talking about a throw rug. So like, we're working on we the fly know nothing. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, let me get back to this house stuff. Okay. So get the right carpeting, get the right light bulbs. Um, The light bulbs make a huge difference. And I'm very like judgy of, not judgy, (laughs) Judgy. but like, I'm like, what the heck? How can you not? When I uh, lived in an apartment in LA and you can see, you know, when you're looking in the, like, even when you're on the street, you can see all the windows that do Mm -hmm. have soft lighting and the ones that don't. And I'm like, these freaking serial killers with these fluorescent lights <laughs> serial killers. At, in the evening, like, what? How can you sleep with that? That was the very first thing I did when we moved into our new place, me and Ren. I was like, we got to change all the light bulbs. And he's like, you're being cuckoo crazy. And then after he did, he was like, no, I totally get it. And he became obsessed with lighting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a no Way more than I was. People don't it's, realize yeah. it. Yeah. Um, this is what is really shocking to me. Okay. So it was saying like, if you have a lot of stuff in your house that needs fixing, just please do that because it said participants who dwelled on things like, oh, so oh. they had people give tours of their house to the researchers yeah. and participants okay. who dwelled on things that needed to be fixed, like unfinished projects or like repairs or things like that. <sighs> like had- what I would have if I just moved into a house. Yes. These people that were focused on it had weaker recovery of cortisol and the body stress hormone. And at the end of the day, compared to those who um, described their homes as restful and relaxing. And, but the craziest part is it only applied to women because historically they've been socialized to feel more responsible for the upkeep of the home. Oh my God. Even when they had a partner. So like women Ah! are taking this burden of like, my house isn't good enough. So... The only remedy really is to fix the shit that you're bothered by. This makes so much sense. See, this is why we need some self-compassion because when you add up all this stuff, it's like, 
yeah, no wonder I feel like this. No wonder it's a little bit harder for me to get the feel motivated to get the projects done. That's why I keep emphasizing, like, if you're struggling, maybe because people might be trying to lose weight or they might be trying to, you know, get stronger or something. And then they get down on themselves. But it's like everything in the world is acting against you. Don't feel too bad. Don't feel too bad. We need to work so much on that balance between acceptance and change. What yes. do we just accept? Because like that, yeah. we give all, yourself like, a little grace. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, I always think and and tell any clients, anybody I'm talking to, friends too. Um, if we were reading this story, if we were reading a book about a character who was going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Would we be like, man, she's not doing enough, man, she needs to? Or would we be like, wow, it makes sense that she feels like that, right? We definitely We'd would be say the latter. Ourselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we never do that because we're yeah. in the story, not re- like, you know, looking at it from a bird's eye view. So just do that. But like, I, I, I would love to know all the things that women sort of oh put pressure on themselves to do that we don't even realize. Like, who would have thought that mm-hmm. things that might be in disrepair are weighing on you and making you feel yeah. like you're not enough? And the crazy thing is, is, is some of those might even be tasks that are stereotypically male. Like it could be that like the guy on the guy's honey-do list, yeah. but I think that the woman would feel the stress about it. For sure. Because yeah, in my experience, the guys do not care. No, they don't. They really don't. They don't have that same sense of like, well, yep. I guess some of them do, but. Well, some, we don't want to say all. Um, mm-hmm. I remember the moment where I asked Landon, my ex-husband, I was like, so stressed about not making the bed. And so I asked him, I was like, oh, is it okay that I didn't make the bed today? And he looked at me, he was like, uh, I have literally never once in our entire relationship thought about you or making the bed in like that. And I was like, what? Why have I been wasting so much time stressing about not having the bed made? Like the amount of the, like the, what, the, the damage that that stress had done. So like he didn't mind if it was made or not. Didn't ever think about it. And here I was with I it convinced. He probably said one thing a long time ago yeah. of like, I love when you do that. And I locked it in my head of like, that, this, is my ta- this is my job now. I am required from now on to do this. Oh, what? man. And that. So, <laughs> Poor so you gotta Sarah. Re- like, you know, that's why we've got to ask questions and, and revisit. What do we call those? Uh, 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 expectations in relationships. Amen. Ain't that the truth? Amen. Uh-huh. You're probably putting pressure on yourself unnecessarily. Um, mm-hmm. This, what I have to tell you, we were in, when we were in our book club last month talking about the power of habit, mm-hmm. uh, half the Zoom people were talking in the chat about how much Noom helped them. Yes. The Noom app. Suze, I signed up for it. I know. Because I signed up for it without even goals and intentions of any weight loss. I just need really consistent behaviors. Yeah. Like accountability habits, if you will. Habits. Habits. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Because what is a habit? A habit is a choice that you make that becomes routinized. It becomes just a part of your life without thinking about it. And Noom can help you. Pick whatever behavior you want and make it more into a habit, something that you do automatically, whether it's you want to have more energy or you want to start exercising or just have better self-esteem, whatever it is, they can help you reach that goal 
through science-based and psychology-based um, advice and accountability. It takes 10 minutes a day. Super easy. And people are having great success. A lot of people in our book club. Um, it's it's just about that why. Why do you make the choice mm-hmm. that you do? And then giving you the tools to replace that habit with healthier ones. Um, there is a science to getting healthier. It's called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash brain candy. Learn how to get healthy with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash brain candy. And you know what I love? That, that it's like, that's an online community. And then now we've created like an online community of brain candy new users. For real. To support each other. Well, I love that. Because that's to me what our book club is. Oh, yes, yeah. we all love reading and we love ideas, but it's also just about friendship and yes. being Girl together. supporting girls. Fellowship. It's just really nice. Yeah, And not all women, I should say. We have We do have some men. Members. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I I read an article in the New York Times that cracked me up because it was about all these bozos that climb, you know, Mount Everest and stuff. Oh, yeah. We love these (sighs) articles. This one was about what, like, when is a summit the summit? So now there's all these fucking debates about did you actually reach the summit? Yes. Okay. I've heard this. So there's these 14 mountains on Earth that are 8,000 meters and up. Okay, so these are like the big the big yes. dogs. <laughs> and these stupid <laughs> mountaineers like to leave the comfort of their home and solid ground <laughs> and decide <laughs> to go up where beyond the clouds and then like get some sort of like stupid prideful moment right where they A feel like they picture did to put on their mantle. <laughs> well, so here's what cracks me up about it. The summit, of course, is the highest point. But what happened over time is that people would like put a pole in the ground at the quote unquote summit, but it really wasn't the official summit. It was just like where somebody decided to put their pole. But then everybody falls for it and stops there and starts heading back down. Uh And now they're being like, well, you actually didn't go to the summit. Oh, this is annoying. So, like, there's all these, like, flags and, like, festooned, uh, you know, like, little things that yeah. are supposed to indicate you've reached the top, you've hit the right. end. It's like the vertical finish line. Yes. And then everybody puts something there. Yeah, it's a whole thing. You I get just, a picture. I've been at the, some of these. Right. Not the ones that are super tall, but. So, basically, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. And if you didn't reach, reach the summit, some people are saying they're calling bullshit, basically. And this uh, is really not good. <laughs> Tell me why. Because what this does, it's a bunch of fucking egomaniacs yep. who need to be winners in their mind. Yeah. So, which is basically saying that other people's don't count so that somehow their win is more important. But what that really is doing is it's taking this mountain that you'd think they would respect and love and want to uh, uh, keep pristine and, and mm. you know, whatever. Honor. Yeah. Honor. And encouraging people to be like, oh, well, no, I'll, I'll go back and do it again. Yeah. Like to, to, to make it to the summit. So why are you doing that? Well, and if you're not a mountaineer, then it's easy to kind of be like, well, who cares? It's like t- 
10 meters difference or or, or right. 2 meters difference. But apparently right. that distance, depending on the circumstances, can take right. hours to get. Yeah. And there's this, for example, like where most people stop on this one mountain, you actually have to go across a ridge to get to the summit. And the ridge, in order to get across it, you have to get, straddle it like a horse and shimmy across. Oh my God. Like, I can't even imagine that. Oh my God. And I will say that the photos are beautiful because they are literally above the clouds. And so it is stunning. I get that. But yeah. if it's about the beauty and there the are places you could do that without. Yeah. That. Then why do you all throw your oxygen tanks everywhere and litter up the joint and abuse Sherpas or whatever they're doing? Right. Right. They stuff. are. They are yeah. exploiting them for fucking sure. But I do feel bad for that whole um, Nepalese industry because they're decimated after the pandemic oh my god you know it's all there's no there's there now you you can't you've created something it's the same thing you know like with the habit like you can't just like if you want to change it you can't just replace it with nothing you got to like swap it out with something else you can't just like create this whole industry and then just like leave a vacuum like leave it and like take it away and now you've just like left people with nothing yeah because they're like, damned so either way up. these poor yeah, people for real um, and like every part of it is not good yeah. and it just feels like we need to protect all of these natural uh, uh sites and just like <clears throat> I, I don't i don't know <laughs> well and the can't other- these people like just jump out of airplanes and other stuff that like i know only puts them in danger and doesn't ruin ecosystems the ecosystem and and like who cares i've never once been like you know what i really need to know i need to know who the like top 10 people who climbed the top foot who cares you know what's funny is they were describing this one guy who he's not a mountaineer himself but he keeps track of all their expeditions and um logs like whether oxygen was used how long it took what route they took and it reminded me of some of like the challenge uh, super fans who yes they're not on the show but they like keep yes. track of all the stats and you know for some people that's the hobby is just like tracking these yeah other people. people enjoy that you yeah. know and there's there's parts of that like think about like i i've seen some i don't know if i read an article about this or somebody was telling me about it um but like ba- that's like the the interest in baseball about how a lot of people yeah. become obsessed with stats. the the stats mm-hmm. and like it's very comforting for people who like that kind of stuff and who are r- routine and you yeah know. for some people it adds depth and meaning to something that might otherwise be you know leisure or sport yeah yeah yeah, yeah. interesting uh one last thing so they were saying it. that the other problem is when people reach what they think is the summit part of the reason that they don't know it's not is it says um, exhaustion, whipping <gasps> winds, whiteout conditions, and a dearth of oxygen starving the brain prevent Golly. them from realizing they're not actually at the summit. So that's like... Yeah, but you want to do this? Like, real what? ringing endorsement for the sport. Right. No. And I guess that's the whole point. Like, what is that? that movie's, the movie's probably called Everest. Is do there you know one movie? called Into Thin Air? 
Nope, that's the one I'm talking about. Okay. Is it a documentary or is it a movie? I believe that is a scripted film, but I yes, only, that's would, the one I'm talking only about. knew it because it was mentioned in the article and I thought, oh, that's interesting. Yes, what, that is it. based because on a true story. It does such a good job capturing the uh, um, determination and stubbornness yeah. of the guys who do this and also like the dickhead like like i just think they did a really good job they the it was well cast and the characters are are exactly who would be well because it there. does seem like there are kind of like two groups there's people that just love nature and then exercise and challenging themselves and then there's people who are just like in it for the ego stuff yeah yeah there's who are like the box checker kind of yeah box checkers What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, moving on. I always like talking about Mount Everest because, you know, dickheads. I know, we love it. And then I love how people, like, send us articles about topics that we talk about a lot. They're oh like, God. oh, article. And then, yeah, it's, like, Somebody, great. We have, like, a whole collection. Oh, I forget her name. might have been Jill. Sent an article about – I think we might have even talked about it, but it bears repeating. The husband stitch. Are you familiar? No. Like after you give birth and you might tear, they stitch oh. up your vagina to heal, but then they add an extra stitch so you're oh, tighter for your a. husband. I'm annoyed. Is like, they, and like they, you can actually say that and they do that or is this just something that they do? I think it's um, less it like a- prevalent now, but that this Ew. used to be something that they would do without asking you. In, Ew. For your husband. So and, like they're performing surgery without medical necessity. Yeah. Oh. And often what it does is make painful uh, intercourse moving forward. Oh my God. And some women are like, don't know what happened. They just think it was having <gasps> a child that changed their body. Oh my God. Isn't that This hideous? is, no, seriously, this is, we have not talked about this on here because that, that is so layered yeah. and so... Like I can see the consequences of that, 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 oh my God, these women who didn't know that that happened to them and the shame. And you wouldn't talk to your doctor about that. You would just deal with it. Mm-hmm. And oh, well, and how that's sad. The thing. Like if sex is painful, you're going to have less of it anyway. So this husband yeah. stitch isn't doing yeah. its what intended fu- yeah. purpose anyway. Right. Oh my God. Good, good information. Oh, I, I couldn't, I just can't. That is just... No. Because it sounds like something that would have happened, you know, 100 years ago, but it's not entirely outdated. Now, I've heard that word. I've heard the term before, but Mm -hmm. I thought it was like a a joke. No. Oh, God. Isn't that sick? not like a real thing. It's so sick. Anyway, patriarchy, the use. Um, And now, just like that, that... that that becomes a phrase, like that I know that that saying, but that we wouldn't know the medical consequences 
potential consequences of that. Mm-hmm. But these guys are just saying it so casually, like as a joke, like, oh, yeah, did you get the husband stitch or da, 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 whatever? Yeah, one lady said she was getting stitched up and the doctor was like, that last one's for your husband. <gasps> <gasps> I'm what sick. What would you do? I would sue. Hell yeah. I would say, well, this and 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 I don't know. I would have some witty comeback that I would think of <laughs> two weeks later. And then I would be like, damn it. I should have said that. Like, ugh. Yeah. And then when so, I retell the story, I would say it like I said it in there. Probably, you know. And this is why women have vagina insecurity anyway. Yes. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying about the shame and everything that comes with it is like these stupid – you know, I remember – I and I'm not going to say who was involved and who they were talking about and everything like that. There was a, a somebody from the challenge who was making fun of another person on the challenge because they said, "Oh, you know what? This this she came over and she she was on her period and she did a DIY tampon. You know how I know that?" Oh. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking answer that question or ask you that because I know how you may know that and or any situation that happened. And I also know what situation a, a woman must have been in for that to be her her go-to. So mm. fuck you because you don't know what it's like to yeah. be in those situations where you're so embarrassed and you don't want you – there's nothing you can do. And so – and he wants to make fun of her. Like, fuck off. I can't even so, believe that that's a thing. Yeah. I re- I, it lives in my head all the time. That's like, I play that back and I will not, and I won't ever say, but. Yeah. Yeah. That's awful. Sad. But there's a lot yeah. of that and it makes, creates shame and insecurities about stuff that are normal. Yeah. And it's really just like, you know what we tease and you know what we make fun of? Stuff that we don't know about. And so all these guys yeah. who are teasing and making fun of women's vaginas, you don't fucking know about a vagina. <laughs> and that's the real problem. And that's what you should really be ashamed of. I Learn know. about a vagina and then you probably won't make fun of it as much because you'd probably be like, wow, that shit's amazing. And then if you did, you'd probably get to see more of them. Yeah, right. There you Maybe go. Maybe squats and slices will make some memes out of them. Oh my God, I love her. Ugh. It's the best. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yeah. I read that was a, a little attitude I know I had, but you know what? They deserve it. I don't even care. Everyone deserves it. Yeah. Fuck, fuck everybody. Fuck I read a book called Drug Use for Grownups. It was really good. What and is it? Drug Use for Grownups. Oh, Drug grown-ups. Use for Grownups. Okay. It is by this. That's really funny. Um, professor of psychology who studies. Um, how drugs affect people and he mm-hmm. does all these um true research studies where like people come in and they take meth as the study oh my god okay and he was studying it for years and years and really bought into this idea that drugs are bad they hurt your brain blah 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 and then he decided to look a little closer and he also started trying the drugs so he would know what they were like and realized that he was wrong about everything. And now he's on this mission to get people what? to understand or believe that drug use is a pos- can be a positive thing if you're a healthy, well-balanced adult. And that in- includes – he does heroin. 
He does what? meth for what? fun. Okay, okay. Yeah. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wow. I do not know about that one. He's I, I, a fascinating I, character. He's very what, handsome. How, he's young. How after all that meth? No, he's dreadlocked and he's like gorgeous oh and stop. Like, you're like super dreamy. His name is Dr. Carl Hart. Okay. And he's basically trying to say, you've been lied to. About everything. Well, I, I, okay. And that all of the stuff that you believe about drugs is propaganda and it's got racial overtones. Well, that's for sure. For oh example, my God. he like, is so handsome. Yeah, he's gorgeous. <gasps> yeah. And he says, you know, like the founding fathers all did like cocaine. And if you everyone- were wondering what my type is, it's this. <laughs> yes. So. And he's a, he's a faculty professor and he's a, a, a psychology. Pro- yeah. <sighs> Total dreamboat. Yeah, yeah, I think he he works at Columbia University, professor of psychology and psychiatry. Yeah. And he says that, you know, like the founding fathers did all these hard drugs. And then only when this the slaves got the drugs <gasps> did we start saying, oh, it's bad. Don't do it. And that we're oh, still doing wow. that. We're still stigmatizing wow. black people's drug use. And then, mm-hmm. you know, when, when white, even when white people do opioids, we're like... You know, they're victims. We feel sorry for them. Mm -hmm. And he is trying to undo all that um, propaganda that he says we've been fed our whole lives on, like, the war on drugs. shit, man. Yeah. I'm into it. I know. It really changed how I saw a lot of things. There are things about the book that I thought were like, eh, I don't know about that. But, you know, the message in general, I think, is fair. That, you know, in alcohol... Is so bad. It's the fucking worst thing. And we all do that because we're like, well, so I just have bad. a little bit. I don't overdo it. I'm responsible. It's the because same thing. Because the alcohol company, they turned it into a, pro, a, a, a it's such a moneymaker, you know, mm-hmm. it's such a, a, you know, and taxes and all that. And it's a whole thing. And it's like, oh my God, that's so true. Yeah. When I was in my drug and alcohol class for, in school, my professor said straight up, she was like, worst drug? Alcohol. I mean, he was like, that's worse. And she said that. She said, alcohol is worse than heroin. And she said, if you look at the effects on the body, that he purposefully did um, opioids for a certain period of time and then in order to withdraw so he knew what that was like. And he said, you won't see me doing that with alcohol because you could die. Whereas you don't die when it's opioids. Dude, it's really fascinating. That's so crazy. And you know, it it we do need to push back on a lot of that stuff that says like like there's just a lot of misinformation out there. Yeah. And we need to question where's the information coming from? Where Oh, speaking of which, was I did I say on the air about the racist questions or the the um yes. and classist questions? Yes. My own car insurance company has one, and I screenshot it. Took a screenshot of it for you because I was like, "Holy fuck!" I wasn't even aware of this, and now it's I see it, and it's everywhere. Really? There, my 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 auto loan through a, that's not like a like you know an investment comp. It's not like auto loan. A lot, everybody's got an auto loan. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I'm like, we need to start we, check. Just pushing back a little on the. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, because whatever your experience is, you think everyone Mm. can relate. Mm. I I think I told you a couple years ago, Lincoln had a question on his reading comprehension that was uh, the opposite, which I was so excited about, where he didn't know the answer because he didn't know what a laundromat was. Yes. Because we don't go to a laundromat. But in other communities, that would be an advantage to them, which I like. If we're going to go one way or the other, I'd rather advantage people from a lower income or, you know, a different Yes. Oh, my God. I deleted it. I think I deleted it. That would suck. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Oh. But But it said, like, when was your, what, your, your, it was something about, like, vacation, like a vacation home or, like. Yes, it was like, like assuming where was your first yeah. international vacation oh, or please. international trip or something, and I was like, "What?" So it it oh god, yeah. So yeah, it makes sense that everything is through one lens. Yeah, and so he and he talks about it from the standpoint of like he used to be on the other side. He used to mm-hmm. feel buy into all of it, and then the more he looked at the studies, the more he was like. That's not what this data shows. So that's why he started unpacking all of it and being like, ah, we've been sold a bill of goods here. Yep. I love that. Ask questions, push back. Mm -hmm. And I want to read that book. Interesting. Yeah, it was really good. Um, And because there's all the added, then you have like the added shame. And then I think when people think that they are something, they just, yeah, that's really interesting. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Did you read about the submarine that, um, what's the word? Sunk? Uh-oh. Like with people in it? Yeah. Oh! <gasps> the Indonesian no. sailors. No, that's so sad. Yeah, it was in the news. It was super sad. But then there was this um, article in the New York Times about how a couple weeks prior, they had filmed a video where they were singing this pop song called... Till We Meet Again, and it was like, you know, one of these K-pop, I think, songs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But that the lyrics have kind of like almost sounded like in the afterwards, like a foreboding. And apparently there's this word in Indonesia called, I'm probably going to say it wrong, but kakalogi. Mm -hmm. And it means like looking back at people's lives to find clues to explain seemingly random events. Yes. I've never heard of that. I just wondered if you had ever heard of this idea of like, you know, when you reflect on someone's life, seeing something that otherwise would be innocuous as like almost like a foretelling. Hmm. Because they were saying it's sort of a cultural thing where it helps them make sense of yes, what can otherwise I was just going to say that is the brain's way of feeling safe. Anytime the brain yeah. is going back to like that's all the brain's job is is to make us feel safe for the future and like anticipate 
the future and what like and like what would this be like in another situation in Mm -hmm. order to and bring us comfort yeah and so it will go to extremes to to you know i think we do this in in that it's not quite the same but similar is how when we um go through a breakup afterwards you know, if, if the yeah. breakup were to never happen, that person is wonderful and perfect and amazing. You know, if the breakup happens, you go, and there was this, and there was this, because like yes. your brain needs to feel like you made the right decision leaving that relationship or that, you know, you uh, being in a relationship that somebody else ended isn't like devastating to your psyche. So you start to recreate your memory of that to fit the narrative that feels best for you. Yeah, and I think we do that in a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah. It's human nature. Yeah, and it does provide comfort in like what is otherwise a pretty chaotic and disorderly world. Right. So there you go. And you can see when this doesn't function well in some personality disorders, like if somebody has as a person with borderline Mm -hmm. symptoms, they may they actually reimagine the past, like they recreate the memories to fit their narrative. Which can cause so relationship you'll be like, problems. What? That's not what happened. And they're like, Yes, it is. So, oh, you know, uh huh. Because that's what they, in their mind, have very much, very much believed. Yes. And for them, that is the reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just not the actual one. Interesting. Let's wind it down. Oh my God, already? Yeah. That just flew true. by. No, it did. Yeah. I had an well, existential psychotic break due to Lucy the Human <laughs> Chimp. Oh, I'm golly. telling you, I was ugly crying. That is so funny. Adam, I love like, that. It's okay. Do you want to have a baby? Oh my God. You're like the opposite. <laughs> it's like, there's yes too much no. love. Oh, but like, if you wanted to have a baby, that would be cool too. You know, it's sort of like that thing where we go about our lives on purpose, I think, most of the time, avoiding our mortality. And Mm -hmm. the mystery of like why we're here and stuff. And Mm -hmm. sometimes something random, it could be a movie or whatever, just sparks that realization that like this is real and it's finite and you're going to die and whatever, whatever. And it just sometimes hits you. Yep. Yeah. And that's okay. That's just a nice reminder that you're human. You're human. I think, you know, we need to just embrace the full range of emotions. Absolutely. Sometimes the ones that can feel uncomfortable are actually really cathartic and important. And that's why it feels better after a good cry. But if you were ask somebody, do you want to cry? They'd be like, no. But we yeah. always feel better afterwards. So just like like lean into those Yeah, those because feelings. it also reminded me of like savoring this time. My kid's not yeah. going to be this age forever and, you know, yeah. stuff like that where it reminds you to live in the moment. Yes. And if you're Maybe in the you want to live in the moment. Yeah. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, or if you'd like to do drugs in this moment. <laughs> Maybe drugs in the hallway. Met, just uh, be responsible oh and nobody will, nobody will mind except the government. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe ask some questions. Yeah, right? Golly. Make your house cozier. Maybe do a little repair if it might take a load off your mind. And for God's sake, <sighs> don't be a mountaineer. For goodness sakes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, please. Just kind of stay below... Mm, 10,000 feet. Stay in your cozy house that you made with your light bulbs. Yes. And that's yes. enough. 
Yes. And, yes, um, in your house, no chimps. Don't the forget end. to check out our book club, our documentary club, which is super fun. Yes. Um, our Patreon.com slash Brain Candy. Um, our merch. It helps oh, us so, so much. So many fun things to check yeah. out, guys. We love the more really? you get involved, the happier we are. So we'll yes. see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.